God bless you and welcome to Yesterday Ended. I'm your host, Dennis Dobbin. Thanks for joining me today. Have you ever found yourself in a place and wonder how you got there? Why have I turned this direction? Why am I walking this way? You find yourself in a state of unbelief, both of how you came to that place and also how to get out. In today's episode, I want to explore our mindset and how it dictates the outcomes of our lives. Do you believe what God has said about you? Or do you believe the lies that the world is trying to shape you into? We will look at the battle of true faith versus unbelief. Give a listen. Many years ago, I had a couple of friends that had all the equipment for rock climbing. I'm not talking about simply climbing on a large boulder. I'm talking about climbing up an almost vertical rock face 50 to 80 feet in the air. It is an amazing challenge of mind and body. Typically, it is in some amazingly beautiful landscapes, but that beauty can quickly become eclipsed when fatigue sets in, when you are 60 feet in the air wondering how you got there. Why am I doing this? That's the question that has come to my mind a few times when I hit a difficult challenge in a climb. You set out to beat the rock, but sometimes the rock fights back, so to speak. When your muscles begin to ache and your strength begins to fade, so does your mind. How do we control our mind in those moments? It all depends on which way we go, which direction. The road that led you here, was it a road of fear? Are all the road signs still clear to trace back to the beginning before? Before the walls were built, before the knife stuck to the hilt, before the game declared tilt and left you alone and crying? Crying from the pain within, a desire to live again, down a road away from sin, into God's joy and peace. Peace is given to you, a peace to make you new, to heal the wound with a view to release you and lift you high. High at the right hand of God, knowing you are not flawed, freedom from the lies so broad, forever forgiven and redeemed. What do you know about yourself. I heard a story about a minister counseling a young man. The young man was having problems with his walk with the Lord. The minister was being direct and challenged the young man in a loving manner. The young man responded and said, you don't know me. To which the minister replied, I know you better than you know yourself. The self that the minister was talking about was the true self, the new creation or new man within the young man. The young man didn't know who he really was in Christ. How you identify yourself will determine the success or failure of your life. Your identity is the foundation of your mindset. Are you a sinner or are you a saint? For those of us who have been walking with the Lord for a while, we recognize that saints can still sin. But who I am in the eyes of God is not a result of my performance, but a result of the finished work of Jesus. A defeated mindset tells you you cannot change, 
So you need to learn to exchange your past for God's intended future. The last stanza of my poem declares that we are high at the right hand of God, knowing you are not flawed, freedom from the lies so broad, forever forgiven and redeemed. Do you believe that about yourself? Do you believe you have a right, not just a privilege, but a right as one identified with Christ to sit at the right hand of God? Do you believe, do you know that you are no longer flawed? If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That is the truth of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. The Father puts you in Christ according to 1 Corinthians 1.30. Therefore, you are a new creation, and your past has been buried, and you are now forever forgiven and redeemed. It's time to say, Yahoo! It's time to say, Thank you, Jesus! What do we do when we hit a bump in the road? Do the potholes of life send us in the wrong direction? Some potholes can be quite a jolt. They can bend the rim on our bicycle tire and send us crashing to the ground. Then what should we do? Get up and move. Don't let the crash crash your faith in what Jesus has made you. You were made righteous. You have a right relationship with the Father through Jesus. His sinless blood washed away your sin. An unbelief about who you are is sin. Romans chapter 14 says that that which is not of faith is sin. But the great thing is Jesus washed us clean. He is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. We cannot make ourselves perfect, but Jesus did. When we think a certain way repeatedly, we construct a mental pathway in our brains. Without going into a lot of neuroscience, let me simply say that these pathways, once established, become a part of our mindset. Repetition of verbal confession and repetition of the way we think about ourselves establishes our identity and our mindset. Learning to confess the truth about ourselves, even in our weakest moments, is the key to gaining the strength to move forward. Learning to confess that we are forever forgiven and redeemed destroys the captivating thoughts of defeat and shame. When Jesus Christ bought us with his blood, we did not give him a guarantee that we would be free from defects. He knew going in that we had defects. We needed him to be our Savior because we could not save ourselves. Knowing our defective state, he still died for us. There was no buyer's protection given to Jesus or the Father. When buying a used book, there are descriptions given. New, like new, very good, good, and acceptable. Sometimes there are notes that indicate that there are torn or worn pages or some writing on the pages. Jesus and the Father knew going in that we were in a less-than-best category. So instead of trying to repair or refurbish that which he bought, the Father killed us off in Jesus through our identification with his crucifixion. Then being placed in Christ, we became new creations. And as such, our old things are passed away, and all things have now become new. You are new, 
It's true. God knew before the foundation of the world that we would believe. He chose us in Christ at that point. God had a vision of what we could be, and he and his son have never had buyer's remorse. They are satisfied with their purchase. The direction we need to go is back to our seat in the heavenlies in Christ and see ourselves the way the Father and his son see us. When Jesus saw the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. That joy was our redemption. His response in seeing what he would accomplish was, Oh, that's to die for. We need to recognize the profound and perfect love Christ had and has for us. In Galatians 2.20, it gives us this truth concerning our Lord's attitude towards us. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Who loved me and gave himself for me. Repeat that to yourself a few times. Who loved me and gave himself for me. That old you no longer exists except in your memory. So it's time to learn to forget who you were and realize who you are in Christ. When we get born again, we unfortunately bring with us elements of our old reality into our new reality. We bring our habits of sin and our mindset of smallness and fear and We could go on and on naming things for a long time. We need to forget that which is behind and reach forth unto that which is before. We need to recognize these elements of our old mindset and receive an exchange from God to the proper elements of being a new creation. Psalm 141.3 has this prayer to the Lord. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. The word watch can also be translated guard. The psalmist has asked God to guard what comes out of his mouth. What guards do you have in place to protect yourself and keep you in the right mindset? What do you speak of yourself concerning your identity? The first guard is your confession and belief that you are a new creation and a beloved child of God in whom he is well pleased. Other guards that protect us are the truth that nothing can separate us from his love and that his mercy endures forever. Under the law, everything was commanded. Thou shalt. Under religion, there are quotas. Under grace, we are invited into a family relationship. It is a choice on your part. Peace is given to you, a peace to make you new, to heal the wound with the view to release you and lift you high. The Father is not waiting for you to stumble so that he can kick you more while you're down. He is a loving Father that is there to lift you up. Jesus is there as our intercessor to remind the Father that his blood has cleansed us from all unrighteousness. In this moment, receive the peace that Jesus paid for and gave you as a gift. It is a peace that passes understanding. Being in peace is kingdom living. That is our destination 
in our minds. The direction we want to go is upward into the kingdom, into the throne room, into the presence of the Father and the Son. It is where you belong. You belong to the Father through the blood of Jesus. You were bought with that price. Recognize the great value that the Father places on you. Recognize the great love of Jesus that was upon you so that he willingly became your sacrifice to bring you to the Father. You are righteous. You are justified. You are sanctified. You are redeemed. Let these elements be a part of the structure that you build upon the foundation of your identity as one who is in Christ and therefore a new creation. It is up to you which directions your thoughts will go. Take them to the throne. I pray that my words today will bring you into the presence of the Father and out of the presence of shame and guilt. I look forward to hearing your comments on my Facebook page, Yesterday Ended. If you have prayer requests, my email is dmdobbin at sbcglobal.net. I look forward to hearing from you. God bless you.